Life is all about putting yourself out there and doing your best and taking your shot. And you know what? We're going to do that right now. Welcome to Take Your Best Shot, everybody. My name is Jordan, and I'm going to be your host for the entire season. We're diving in with some amazing friends of mine who have graciously volunteered to sit in the hot seat and talk to me about their journeys through life. I can't wait. I'm going to hand them a drink or two. It's going to be a really good time. So make sure you stick around because the first episode starts right now. What's up, everyone? This is Jordan, and welcome to the first official episode of Take Your Best Shot. I'm nervous. Oh, my God, I'm sweating. I mean, this is nerve-wracking for me, really, because I have never done something like this. So we'll see how it goes. But I'm excited. I'm grateful. The amount of love I've gotten in releasing this project of mine has been amazing. So I don't know what I would do without all of you. Thank you so, so much. I know there are a lot of podcasts out there. In fact, I've been overwhelmed with the number of podcasts out there. So if you are spending your time listening, thank you. But if you decide it's not for you, no hard feelings. I'm going to be grateful if you give me five seconds, five episodes, or the whole damn thing. But if there is any incentive for you to stay, I have one plug this entire episode. So you're not going to have to skip through a bunch of 15-second ads. And the one plug is for my friend Jess and her fiance. They started this business called Collective Heritage. Beautiful woodwork, charcuterie boards, cutting boards, furniture, home decor, and it all of the stuff's really beautiful and she's worked very hard on it and it really goes with the theme of putting yourself out there. She loves starting different businesses and bringing her thought processes to life. And so if you need any great suggestions for holiday gifts this year, head over to Collective Heritage RI on Instagram. And that's it. No more ads for the rest of this episode. So let's get into it. So if you did listen to the trailer, then you know this is an interview-based podcast. So I have some friends lined up to come on the show. We're going to talk to them about some really fun topics. But for this first episode, I wanted it to just be us. So it's just me sharing how I came up with this concept, why I did it in the first place. And I felt like it was a good introduction to Take Your Best Shot, just to have a little episode of just me talking to you. So I'll try not to be boring, I promise. A quick little introduction, which I promise not to do every podcast episode, but my name is Jordan and I'm 31. I'm living in Southern Rhode Island, which we'll be talking about. This is the first time in my life I've actually stayed in a place longer than a year, I think, pretty much. So we'll talk about it later, but I have amazing friends, a wonderful family. I work for a great company based in Boston and I have a dog named Bo and he's like my best friend (laughs) and I love him so much. So that's a little background, but we're going to get into the the bigger details, especially surrounding this podcast right now. So let's get into it, shall we? Over the last few years, I started to develop this anxiety about getting older and it's not a Peter Pan syndrome situation. I'm not afraid to grow up. I actually truly love being in my 30s. I feel more secure in who I am, more financially stable. I've stopped giving a shit about what people think for the most part, which I know is easier said than done. But if you are on the precipice of turning 30, before I continue, 
This is a PSA to stop freaking out. I know society tells us to freak out because by 30, we should have the house, the car, the husband or wife, the partner, the kids, this, that, whatever, the career. I mean, yeah, there's a laundry list of things we're supposed to have when we're 30. And I think it's all a crock of shit, honestly. Like you can pursue anything you want at any age. And we're going to get into that. But 30 is great. And, you know, one day your life will change drastically for the things that you're asking for now that you think you need to have now. And you're going to have a moment where you'll you'll look back and think, why didn't I just enjoy it? Why didn't I just appreciate being 30 and single and or financially independent and being able to do all these things that I can't do now? So enjoy it. That's my that's my call to action, not to use a buzzword from work, but that's my call to action is just enjoy your life. Stop worrying about turning 30. So it's not the age. It's that life is moving so fast and I have so many things that I want to do. And I look back and think, had I pursued some of my dreams in my 20s, where would I be now? And I don't regret anything. I just want to make sure that now that I feel feel that life is moving really fast, I'm purposefully putting my energy and time into things that make me really happy. And I think what prevents us from pursuing these dreams or doing what makes us happy is that we seek outer approval from people in our lives and from society. And that's a really big problem. And that's why being in my 30s, I've had sort of this awakening and realization that it's not about other people. It's about you. As long as you're not hurting others and you're being a good person, what makes you happy is most important. And let me be clear. I am not a psychologist. So situations where you or somebody else are in harm's way and there are people stepping in to help, that's a separate issue. I'm talking about getting back together with an ex, moving across the country, taking a job, quitting a job. Those are the things that you have to decide for yourself and taking other people's opinions and advice into consideration while putting more weight into your own decisions because it is your life. That's what I'm addressing here. So taking your best shot, putting yourself out there. I'm scared as hell to do this podcast, but I'm doing it because I love it and I enjoy it and I think it could be an amazing time. Maybe there are people that think it's stupid or won't understand it and that's okay. They can think that and they can never listen to it and that's okay with me because I'm doing what I want to do and the people who care about me most are the ones supporting it. So that's that's what I want you to do. I want you to put yourself out there in life. I'm not saying do it without fear. I'm just saying go out and do it. I actually have a friend who is in her late 20s and we had a conversation a few years ago. She wanted to go back to school to become a surgical tech, but she was hesitant because of how long the program would take her. And I basically looked at her and said, well, those years are going to happen anyways. You're going to turn 28, 29, 30. So if that time's going to fly by anyways, you might as well pursue what you want to pursue in that time. I think she was taken aback a little bit. But she was like, yeah, that makes sense. And now she's in school and she's crushing it. So that's my advice to you. It doesn't matter what age you are, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever. Go out and do it. And that's part of what we'll talk about on the podcast with the amazing guests that come on the show. I am so curious about everybody's journey, how they got to where they did. What does success look like for them? It's different for everybody, right? What motivates people is different. And I want to talk about it all. I want to learn as much as I can learn. And hopefully what we talk about can also help other people.
And I'm really looking forward to these conversations. Okay. Now we're going to jump into the other side of what Take Your Best Shot stands for. And that is, I like to have myself a good drink every once in a while. Okay. I like to go out. I like to dress up, go to dinner, go out to bars, you know, classier bars in my 20s. But nonetheless, I like to get a good drink. But I have this thing that I do that I'm known for. We're all out. We're having a good time. We're vibing. We're dancing. And for some reason, my brain just goes to this place and it's like, ah, yeah, it's, it's not enough. We got we to gotta turn this up a little bit. Turn it up a couple notches. I don't know why this happens. And if you know my family, then you know that we all as a family have what's called a cousin's shot at every big event. So my cousin Molly's wedding, I like walk over to one of the tables near where they're serving food or drinks and there's just like 70 shots of, I don't even know, maybe tequila, vodka, something lined up and it's a tradition. And so I'm not saying that, you know, I was kind of born into this mindset, but I'm not saying that I wasn't. So anyways, I go scoot away from the friend group. I think I'm stealth about it. I actually don't know that's up in the air. I don't think anyone notices that I'm gone, at least not everybody. But I scoot away and come back with just this tray of shots. I don't know why. I honestly don't. That and drunk texting are my worst characteristics when I'm drinking. Don't get me into the drunk texting. I honestly, that could be its own its own episode and it would be way too embarrassing. But I just think it's fun. I think it's fun to say, let's just all take a shot. Let's take it to the next level. Let's get crazy. And not everybody does it. It's fine. There's always somebody lurking around the group that will take it. So it doesn't go to waste. But the funniest thing about this is that is my MO and I do that every time we go out. However, my friends will spend the rest of the evening making poor drinking decisions, mixing a bunch of alcohols, drinking way too much, not drinking water, refusing to have the pretzel snack that I brought and they'll wake up feeling like absolute shit and they'll still blame me. It's not their poor decisions the night before that they're upset about. They're mad at me because that one shot set the tone for the rest of the night. I don't know if I agree with them, but it is what it is. So that's also where I came up with the name for the show because, you know, some of my guests might have a nice chilled shot waiting for them of their choosing. We'll see. But if this is the direction we're taking it for the guests on this show, then it's only appropriate that I kick off the very first episode with a shot of tequila. So I'm currently recording myself on Instagram in a video and I'm going to take this shot of tequila. I promise it's not water to kick us off. Okay, here we go. Oh God, it's so bad. It's not even chilled. Oh God. Okay. Instant headache. Welcome to your 30s, where hangovers last three days, even if you had a third of what you used to drink. Which brings me to this topic of conversation, which seems to be controversial. And I feel like there's a mixed crowd. So I'm actually really interested on what you guys think here. So my friends and I go on vacation. I am up at the ass crack of dawn. I mean, I am up at 6 a.m. doing some yoga, taking a bike ride, getting coffee, getting bagels, really embracing every single moment I'm on vacation because I know that if I don't, 
I'm going to go home and think, oh, why did I work on vacation or why did I sleep in until 11, which let's be real, that's never happened to me in my life. I cannot sleep past like seven o'clock in the morning. But my friends don't have a problem with the fact that I wake up early. My friends have a problem with the fact that I can wake up early and do all of those things hungover. So I want to know everyone's stance on this. When you are hungover and you are on vacation, do you shut the blinds and stay in bed until the first group activity of the day? Or do you get up and seize the day? And there might be a middle. I actually was thinking about this earlier. There might be a middle ground there, which is you might not be up and at them, but you at least move your hangover slump by the pool and just chill by the pool and be hung over there. It's, it's, it's minimal activity. You're just laying there, but you've at least gone out into the world and, and made it to the pool. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I am really grateful whenever I'm on vacation because, you know, we all work really hard during the week. And when I go on vacation, I want to enjoy it. I don't want to sleep. I want to experience all the activities and I want to be outside or I don't know, do whatever. And my friends think it's absolutely insane. And they get so mad that I'm walking around chipper and I should be dying like the rest of them. And so earlier this year, I went to Disney with a couple friends. We love Disney. It's it's really fun as an adult. And I suggest trying it if you haven't. And it had been the first real girls trip we had taken since COVID because it was the first time we got back on a plane. And one of our friends did live at the time in Florida. So we hadn't even seen her in over a year. So it was like a reunion as well as a first girls trip. And so we went to this restaurant at Disney Springs called The Boathouse. And it's one of our favorites. It's really good food, good drinks, good vibes, the whole thing. And we just, you know, we we didn't take it too far per se, but we definitely had a couple too many. And so we were just, we were singing with the piano man, just really having a good time. And the next morning, now we had no, let me say this, we had no intention to go to Disney this trip. It was literally just going to be a sit by the pool at the hotel, have drinks, relax, go to Jelly Rolls at night and listen to the you know dueling pianos and have a good time. No intention on going to Disney, but we wake up Saturday morning or I wake up and it's cloudy and I'm like, guys, what else are we going to do? other than sit around the hotel. I mean, we can go shopping, but you know, we can go shopping at home. So I convinced everybody to go to Epcot for the day. And in hindsight, probably not the best park out of the four because when the the biggest thing to do at Epcot is eat and drink. So if you're hungover, it's kind of the last two things that you want to do. But my friends were miserable (laughs) all day and they were so mad that I was so happy and in such a good mood. They're like, you drank just as much as us. Like, how are you not hungover? And I think this is where I am going to admit to my friends or clarify for them. So if you're listening, you know who you are. I absolutely feel like crap. But it's all about mindset. Take some Advil. They have those IV packets now that you can pour into your water. And apparently there's this thing now. My friend Maddie introduced me to them they're charcoal pills and you can take them the night before you go to bed. I'm not a nutritionist, but it's supposed to prevent a hangover. So there are ways to reduce the pain you're feeling and enjoy your day. And in a few days from that moment, I was like, I'm going to be at home and I'm not going to be hungover, but I'm also not going to be here. So I'm going to enjoy my time. And I'm curious 
for everyone listening, you know, are you that vacation person? Are you the up and at them? I'm going to seize the day no matter how I feel or you got to leave me alone until 4 p.m. I want to chat about it. So I might do a little poll on my stories about this when the episode is released. I will put one up so you guys can weigh in. But I want to switch gears and talk a little bit about the last couple of years and how COVID has affected everything. But I'm going to talk about it from more of like a dating and socialization aspect. So before I get into that, I just want to show and share my appreciation for everybody and anyone who's out there on the front lines working through this pandemic. I mean, you guys are truly heroes and I cannot thank you enough. I know the rest of the world cannot thank you enough. It's been such a crazy time. And and while things might have changed for us a little bit, you know, we can go to restaurants, we can go do things. There's still a pandemic going on. There are still people losing their lives and there are still people overworked and overtired putting others first. And I truly could not express in enough words how appreciative I am. And so I wanted to take a moment to say that for anyone listening who is out there doing that. And again, that comes in all forms. You know, I I understand that and I appreciate you. And if you're listening, I'm giving you a big virtual thank you hug. (laughs) But I I did want to talk a little bit about how COVID has really changed things, especially in my life, you know, just the track of how my life has gone. I was living in Nashville and I was in my studio apartment, no intention on adopting a puppy, but was fostering Bo, my dog. And he was like 10 weeks old, this cute little chubby, sassy puppy. And I kept him. So then I have myself and this puppy stuck in this 500 square foot studio apartment. I started thinking about life and being far away from family. And I might have put the cart before the horse a little bit and jumped at the chance to move home, being unsure what was going to come of this pandemic, how long we'd be stuck there and wanting to be, you know, closer to family. I also think I was a little bit nervous about settling down so far away from family because I love Nashville and I know that I could stay there longer. But being the age that I am or was, I should say, and going on 30 at the time, I started having those same thoughts that a lot of people have turning 30, like, oh my God, it's time to settle down, which is why I started this saying, if you are turning 30, relax, like you have plenty of time. There's no checklist. You're not a video game pawn that's going to blow up at 30 if you haven't you know, reached all the milestones, I promise. But I moved home and that was part of a big transition for me in the pandemic because again, I'm 30 years old, single, and I somehow in the middle of this pandemic bought a house in the suburbs. <laughs> like I I'm let me say I'm grateful for my house. I'm grateful for the opportunity to have this property, to have a financial investment like this and to make a place a home because I've wanted to do that for a long time. But it's a very different life now. Like when I go on Hinge and I, you know, have a 50-mile radius, is that like too far? I don't know. When I have a 50 mile radius, it's taken me not just 50 miles in like the direction of New York City. It's 50 miles in a a circumference of where I'm living right now. And a lot of that area is just the sticks of Rhode Island. So all I'm saying is it has changed my life a lot. And one of the reasons that I've loved starting this podcast was it brings a social aspect back into my life that I felt like I had lost a little bit over the last couple of years. And when I say social life, I still do things with my friends, but 
if you live anywhere outside of a city now and you still have friends in the city, you know that plans now require planning. And I'm I'm not talking about the it's, you know, 10 a.m. on a Sunday. You get a, a phone a phone call or a text from your friends. They're like, we're going to brunch in 20 minutes. No, that's not a plan. That's a luxury. If you have the ability to get a text from somebody 20 minutes before you need to be somewhere and you can make it. I mean, come on. That's the life right there. And, and the best part is if you're hungover, tired, whatever, you can still roll up to brunch looking chic, cute, but but also like shit. <laughs> so I can't do that anymore. My friends are within a 30 to 45 minute radius of me. So plans require planning. We're planning on Monday if we're going to dinner on Friday. I need to know what time because I'm going to leave my dog for a certain amount of time and I need to figure out what I'm wearing. Like it's a whole thing now. It's very different. And I miss the city life. I do. I mean, there's pros and cons, right? You can always find a pros and cons list to create for different things in your life. And I will say part of that comes from college because my the school I went to was really small and especially you know our our whole campus is small but especially senior year you live in these like townhouses that are literally all next to each other so you live in one big essentially neighborhood with all your best friends and you know we all stayed relatively close in proximity after college and it wasn't until a few years later that like after school people started moving away so I think just this like love for being close to people and being able to socialize with them on a whim has always been something I've loved and cherished. So essentially having a social life bigger than maybe some people would want is what I've been used to. So this podcast giving me the opportunity to connect with more people and have everyone listening listen even if we're not face to face. But that doesn't mean we can't be. Send me a DM. Let's chat. Let's Zoom. I mean, I know people are kind of Zoom fatigued now, but we can FaceTime. I don't know. Let me know. But I digress because I think you get the point. Anyways, I am really excited about all of this. And, you know, we're coming on the end of this episode and we've covered a couple of things. We've talked a little bit. I've shared with you who I am, why I'm doing this, and I'm looking forward to what's to come. And I really hope that you guys have enjoyed taking this time with me and will continue to join us on this journey. I honestly can't express enough gratitude. So I'm just going to keep doing it until it seems annoying. (laughs) I will see you for the next episode. Stay tuned. Follow the Instagram page, Take Your Best Shot Podcast. It will share with you uh, all the details of the first interview episode and when that's coming out. And to close us out, just remember that we have one life. So put yourself out there. Do as much as you possibly can that will make you happy, that will fulfill you because it's going to go by fast. So take it all in and take your best shot. Happy holidays, everybody. I will see you soon. Cheers.